This episode of the Zero Cafe podcast is made possible by our partners, Online Influence Institute and VWO. Today I talk with Tawab Jabbar, a digital growth marketer from Nigeria. He has a Bachelor of Science in Economics from the University of Lagos, and he's currently Head of Marketing at Audio Nerd Music. And amongst other things, today we're talking about working remote as a growth marketer. In case you missed it, in the previous episode, I spoke with Erin Kerk, Senior Consult at Sidespect, and we spoke about browsers, cookies, and Zero. And if you want to listen to that episode, you can do so on www.zero.cafe or in the podcast app you're listening with right now. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 7. Tawab, welcome to the Shiro Cafe podcast. Uh, lovely to have you uh, have you on. And uh, the first thing we, we would love to know uh, a bit about your background. So uh, where did you get started in uh, with, with growth hacking uh, and what do you do right now? Um, I would like to say I started growth hacking. I bumped into growth hacking basically because... I used to I used to like develop strategies to build my business normally. So that's really what drove me into marketing in general. I I started an online store and I needed to push my business. So I took some marketing courses. Then yeah. after my first internship with um, uh, a music licensing company in America, Audio Socket to be precise. So. After the internship, then I asked like the my coordinator, like I need a reference and I need like a job title for the role I played in the company. And it was like I was the growth marketing coordinator. Then it dawned on me like so I I I really thought that growth was something so wide and yeah. I didn't realize that I was already doing it all the while. That was why it was fascinating yeah. for me. It was something I was already doing. So when I took the course with CXL, it was more like I was just validating my thoughts already. So yeah, that's really how I bumped into growth. And I'm I'm a very fast learner and I really like knowing my stuff properly. So I I took the CXL course during the COVID-19 scholarship. And that was yeah. that, that was one of the that was one of the toughest things I did. We had to write articles about a thousand word articles every week. And that's like the that's like the the most I've written in a very long while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had to write that as payment for the scholarship with CXL. So we wrote that for straight 12 weeks. And that way. I figured out something also. I figured out that my copywriting skills were great. That's that's a nice uh, thing to uh, to find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was that was like that was like the lesson I learned from that. And the next internship I had with a podcasting agency in Denver, Colorado, also I I focused mainly on building copywriting skills. It was like an angel was sent to me because. He basically wanted me to do copyrights and he gave me this book that literally changed my life, Breakthrough Advertising. I read that. I'm still not done with the book. I mean, like chapter five or six, but that those chapter five chapters or six chapters is enough to change your mindset totally about copywriting, especially if you're someone that's... Because I, I am just... 
I'm as real as my conversations. Basically, I'm very simple. So I like to put that into my work. I don't like taking things too serious. I want my person in my work. So I'm witty and very simple. So now having all of that principle added to my creativity is just like top notch for me. I just really need to be disciplined and continue practicing, practicing, practicing. I've been doing growth now for say two years or one and a half years and i would say the the journey has been beautiful because in a country like ours where where it's hard like it's really hard to make a living out of here i i've been able to build a business off social media marketing and i would say i, I built a brand we like me and my friends we started a brand titan drags and um at the time, it was one of the biggest things that that happened amongst like our peers and the strategy that we basically use, which which I always subscribe to, is using the most of what you have, using the most of the resources available to you. So one of my friends was a, was like a model, and I was trying to sell the durag with the narrative of influencer marketing so he was was like the face of the durag there's there's this thing with products if there's a personal feel attached to a product it makes it more easy to sell so that was the strategy i was going in for and since we couldn't pay like huge influencers to influence for us we we literally gave out free durags and in less than six months with just instagram marketing social media marketing I think we sold well over a thousand durags. Right now in Africa, I would like to say Titan Durags is like the biggest durag brand in Africa right now. So I would I I I see that as as a potential that with with the list we're able to achieve that. Now imagine if we have it scaled up ten times or we have like I didn't mention we started this business with just 5,000 Naira. 5,000 Naira, and I would say we are, we are about close to a million if we're, if we're valuing the whole business right now. We've, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're close to a million, and we did that in about two years, say two years, yeah. And for the work I do with Ordinary Music, which is growth strategy, let me, let me give you a rundown of working with audio nerd music. Yeah, so so but before you do that, so so can you explain to our audience what is audio nerd music? What what do they do and what do they sell online? Um audio nerd music is an independent record label based out in South Africa. Started out in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um it's owned by my older brother actually. Is is an artist, is a songwriter and is signed to Sony ATV. Um partnered with Africori. That's like the biggest distribution platform in South Africa. So basically what I do for ordinary music is we 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 hit like a, a rock when you moved to South Africa and we're trying to penetrate the South African market. So we realized that is is normal Afrobeats which was which was um okay for the Nigerian audience when he was in Nigeria was really not making waves when he got to South Africa. So we had to develop another strategy to fit into their market. 
what we what we did did was that we couldn't have we didn't have enough enough money to sign up new artists but then there was a studio and there's a producer there's like he produces he writes music so we partnered with a lot of like two young talents in South Africa right now trying to break into the market wrote songs for about two did about few features and that's like value exchange for value not necessarily payment value exchange for value and that way you're tapping into their yeah. audience I, I call that I call I call that like I read it somewhere like two three years ago it's like poster boy formula and I feel like if everyone can use that formula one way or the other for their businesses or anything they're trying to push which is looking for a strategic way to always tap into people's audiences that relate to the narrative you're trying to sell then you're good yeah and so so what are your what are you optimizing for for audio near music is it like uh people subscribing to you is that that what you're optimizing for so growing the audience social media marketing because that's like the cheapest form to penetrate with little resources so social media marketing and Like we, we came up with a strategy of um, doing videos because there's this concept of a good ad is not supposed to seem like yeah. an ad, right? Needs to feel, feel natural. <laughs> Needs to have a nice story that you relate to. What did you say? Needs to have a nice story that you relate to. It doesn't feel like uh, like I'm, I'm someone's trying to sell something to me. That's, that's not nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the strategy we were trying to sell with that narrative of the ad not being like an ad was wanted we used videos of like popular niches that had a lot of viewing let's say like you mm -hmm. know there are surfers there are like skateboarders and all these neat car racing and um some some people are into like psychedelic stuff so a lot of great designs or videos of people surfing tagging those people that are surfing in those videos and the music playing in the background and it naturally syncs with the videos like we edited in a form where it syncs with the video so first you 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 get inbound leads by tagging all those influencers if they like the videos they repost and that way you're getting more leads to your market we don't have a website right now which would have been a very which is something and I'm working on because I'm trying to grow our email database, but then like the major... Yeah, but I, 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 I find it really interesting. And that's uh, why I found it interesting uh, also when, when I saw the profile and you're working for them. There's no website right now. <laughs> that's brilliant. Everyone, everyone, you, you would assume, okay, uh, we were doing online marketing. So the, the, the minimal thing that we have to have is a website, but no. Yeah, you can, you can always... I feel like every channel is a channel. I mean, yeah. like my business right here, I know affording a website will will make my customers fall off. Like it 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 makes customers fall off the funnel because right here I'm not at the point where I can determine delivery first. So I have to if a customer has to order something on my website, then I have to message to ask for the delivery first. I feel like I personally, if I have to go through that stress, I would probably not buy that stuff anymore. So the way we used to convert like 
close our sales is directly through WhatsApp or Instagram DMs. You ask and immediately someone answers you in 10, 15 minutes and you send the money to their account and that's all. I mean, it's a small business. We don't have to prioritize, like you have to work with what you have and capitalize on your strengths at that point. You can't, you can't do more than what you can do because at the end of the day, if you overbrand and you're not, because I, I see, I work from a user-centric point of view because I put myself in the position of the consumers every time. Like if I were to buy this stuff and you have to put me through all of this stress, I would probably not buy it. So why? Yeah. Yeah. I would rather go through the stress as a business owner, manually attend to you and close that sale than have you fall off the funnel, which is basically because of my inability to manage that platform properly. So one mistake people make is trying to tap all the market in different places without having the necessary manpower, especially as a small business. As a small business, you can focus yeah. on just two channels. Once you know this is your market and this is what you can handle at this point, which is great for your users, and you have to always put the user first. If you have to use four channels and you can't manage all of it, then you'll have users falling off and what's the essence of business when your customers are pissed off. Will this work? Hmm, maybe not. Isn't that what we're all trying to figure out? With VWO, create and A-B test different variations of your website to continuously discover the best performing versions that improve conversions. Stop guessing. Start A-B testing with VWO today. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a real growth hacking way, right? To do it uh, like this, and then just just focus on those customers, focus on what works, right? Don't exactly don't try to make too much assumptions on on what they need. I actually had a, a talk show with um, especially if for, you don't uh, if you don't have like enough manpower, like you 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 still yeah. you're still a small business and you're doing it all alone. You just have to focus on your strengths. Yeah, I think I think so. The, the first thing that that I think a lot of people will think uh, when when they're hearing this, but. Okay, but if you if you do orders uh, through like WhatsApp and you need to manually do all that, that sounds like a lot of work and that doesn't scale well. What if you have a thousand customers a day? What do you do? <laughs> but that's that's that that's just a problem for later. When if you have a thousand customers a day, then you should be able to break bread with someone who would handle your WhatsApp. Like if I'm having yeah. such orders, I'll employ someone to handle my WhatsApp. Definitely. So, exactly. and that way, my, the data, which is the, the numbers, like the sell numbers you get for the deliveries, it's easier to close a sale via text and directing them to a link when you have it. That's why like um, food stores, they prefer calls. It's easier to close a sale via call or text than an email, especially for low-end products, not services necessarily because this is like a direct i probably I, I don't think it will be a, a great strategy to prioritize email marketing to sell a direct at least not at this point that you're trying to sell at a small scale and you don't have because 
for small business, it's easier for someone to give up their number than to give up their email, right? For the, the customer, you mean? Yeah. yeah, for the customer, like there, there has to be a level of trust for your brand for them to give up an email. So I feel like you'll be, I, I wanted to make an order for, for just food and someone had me, wanted me to put in my email. If I feel like my email is important, I'll definitely not put it in a food delivery website. Funny, I, I just had a, a, a recording uh, with uh, with someone else where we, where we specifically spoke about uh, text messaging and uh, and optimizing that. I'll um, I'll link to that um, uh, that episode in in the in the show notes of this uh, this episode, um, where it was was a bit of the other way around, uh, and and that might be um, very uh, different in in different parts of the world where. Uh, where um, uh, he said it, but it's, it's easy to you get spammed by everyone uh, on email anyway, and uh, we all we all have multiple email addresses where people <laughs> we have a specific email address for people uh, where I expect spam, uh, so you can use that. But the phone number is special. Uh, we d- we don't want to give the the phone number away. Uh, because we only have one, <laughs> so if and uh, um, uh, if you if you send here, it, so here in this part of uh, Nigeria, it's it's or Africa, I'll say Nigeria, it's yeah. it's easier because that's like the that's like the easiest thing to contact a user that wants to get a yeah. product, right? Because internet is not available to everyone here. So yeah. someone can place an order and the fastest way for you to get to the person here is calling them. Yeah. Yeah. Calling them or sending a text. Yeah. So that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> for, for like your jurisdiction, which is totally fine because different channels work differently in different geographical areas. Yeah. For, for Nigeria, I feel like if you want to get good leads as a small business, you should target customers via text messages yeah yeah if you want to get directly to your customers cool. hey you were just uh, uh talking about uh, the cxl course uh, that you did uh the growth marketing uh, mini degree um well the one thing that you learned was that you're good at copywriting <laughs> already <laughs> so that's uh checked off that's re- that's really good um uh what are the thi- what are the new things that you learned what are the th- what are the things that you that you now remember from that course Let's say, hey, that that's that changed my mind. Um, CXL generally, like, I like they do probably they deserve a Grammy because CXL, like, learning with CXL basically changed my mindset totally. I I I was good with strategy and all of that, but learning from people that literally break down everything to you just makes it seem like, oh, like this thing is, CXL literally just changes the way you think about marketing. And that's really what I appreciated about it. They make marketing very easy. They break it down. I love the the cost with um, Momoko Price, product messaging. There were also courses taken by Pep, Pep um, directly. I loved every course from Pep. And there's this guy, um, Paul Boag. Um, is a Paul Boag is he, he took the yep. user-centric marketing course. I love this. I love this. His teachings also. He's a very very vast guy. 
And generally, I, I'll, CXL changed my mindset and it made me, because I, I am someone that shies away from data. And growth marketing is strategy, um, data, and um, wah, I can't get the last part now, but then it's strategy. So I'm, I'm good with like the two other parts, but data is something yeah. I run away from. And I don't see it as a problem because I know if I have to do it, if I have to work, because I, I work remotely now, but if I have to work with someone or mentor me, someone teach me this stuff, if I have to do it, I will do it. If I have to learn it, I will learn it. But then there's this thing with knowing your strengths, knowing your weakness. I, I believe in teamwork and I believe in learning gradually. So if I can perfect my strategy skills, I know I'm good with strategy. I can generate growth for companies by just asking questions, taking a look at what you're going through right now. And I know I'm good at that. And I have someone teach me or I have to do data. Yeah. Because the, the part of marketing that really scares me is um, A-B testing, all that statistics. Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my, that's like my weak yeah. But that's uh, but I think for for a lot of uh, like you said uh, when you do growth uh, marketing, of course, A/B testing is an uh, important way to validate stuff. Uh, but it only works if you have a lot of data and if you if you are able to do that. And for exactly for small um, businesses, that, nah. yeah. For for me, that's the distinction basically between growth marketing or growth hacking uh, and zero. Uh, that growth marketing that's something you do at the beginning yeah. uh, to find those hacks and uh, um, and zero just to, optimizes to it when it's at the top, right? Yeah, exactly. Then, then you have that's more for established businesses. Exactly. Uh, when you want to optimize, and then you can run A/B tests. But before, before it doesn't make sense for <laughs> for, for a startup business, probably exactly. to do. You you cannot run an A/B test. Yeah, and a lot of uh, a lot of testing. even a lot of exactly, and even a lot of mature companies. A lot of things that I see that uh, mature companies uh, or, or people uh, in in the digital marketing team that what whatever they want to test. They can actually not test it, at least not uh, through an A/B test, because they don't have the data for that. It's it's so right. more, so far down the funnel or such an obscure thing. So uh, and and but that's an important thing to uh, to keep reminding people. Then and also because just because you cannot do an A/B test doesn't mean you cannot validate. There are a lot of ways to, uh, that you can still validate your ideas. Definitely, like if I if I try something out and I see that it works perfectly, I know it's it's a success, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like the number of views it gets, the number of engagements, the impressions, that's all statistics to determine if whatever you did actually did work. So, yeah, I am. Exactly. And, that, and that's, if, if that's the best data that you have, then that's what you work yeah, with. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally data driven. Like I have to check all of this stuff actually too. But the nitty gritty of data that is, I can, I know what to check for. I know what I need, I know how to interpret properly if I have to interpret, but then the part of statistics where you have to do some calculations and stuff like that, I'm not so good with it yet because I've not. It's also not the most fun part. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if anyone actually enjoys doing that over and over again. Uh, It it sounds like something you, you do, right? Yeah. 
it's it's like it's like uh the, i mean i i i like i like i like eating i like food uh but it, i don't necessarily like doing the dishes but that's that's inf- that's that i must do the dishes because yeah. <laughs> because of meaning right yeah that's 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 also a bit how i feel about doing <laughs> all the statistical analysis that comes after an a b test it's part of the job but it's not necessarily uh, maybe that's just me. There are probably people out there that do like it, and um, uh, <laughs> good kudos for, to you if if you do, because uh, that's that's uh, the kind of uh, people I like. <laughs> I like to uh, um, add to my team so they can uh, <laughs> they can do that. Um, hey, so um, uh, you, you've been talking about uh, um, how, how that it's, it's quite difficult to. Um, to do this in um, uh, in Nigeria to find a job, um, how, do you see a trend in the country where more and more people uh, start doing what you're doing? Uh, do you feel that you're the only one, or are there are there groups of people um, uh, that are picking this up more and more, following maybe even these these courses? Um, is is that something people people do and move towards? Uh, the truth is. Um the GTO space in, in Nigeria is growing very well, but then there, the, the thing is the, the country itself is not so, um, there's, there are not so much opportunities yet for digital people in the country because mm-hmm. majority of the marketing that's done in this part of this side is mostly social media marketing and just, PR and brand marketing, no, there's no deep marketing like structured over there. So what, what I, what I subscribe to is actually learning from the multinationals and learning from authorities, which is like CXL. And it's not so accessible to everyone, to be honest, because I told you I had to, I had to write 12 weeks to do mine not everybody has that um enthusiasm to keep up with that especially in a country where it's not so uh, easy to make a living you get me so everybody's busy with something else so it takes a lot of discipline for you to actually pursue that on the side while you're still yeah. trying to make ends meet. so it's really a lot of work to do so a lot of young people that are not subscribing to that yet is most probably because of awareness first and the capability and the resources and the information to do th- such. Because if everyone knows that they can actually remote work remotely and build themselves online, not, not everyone actually is self-disciplined. Not everyone can learn on their own. Some people enjoy learning in a class. So that's why I yeah. do not, that's why I do not, I feel like if there are more communities, if there are, if there's like a school for remote freelancing and a lot of people can go and they're like top experts that actually, t- which is something I'm looking to probably bring in for the young people because young people here in Nigeria and Africa in total, which is like expanding the digital space and making it more profitable for young people here in 
Nigeria. It's, it's something I would really love to do, but right now I have I have to also hold a position of authority to be able to control such, which is why I am on this journey also, not just for myself, but for a lot of young people who just need direction because really what people need is direction. I mean, marketing is open to, I feel like anybody can do marketing so far as you can write, so far as you speak, and so far as you can always have a niche in marketing where you can fit in and you can specialize in that and become a success. So yeah, that's that's really it for me. I I am subscribing to this mode of working because I am aware of it. I also have a colleague is is a conversion optimization guy is my friend and he also did the CXL course. In fact, he was the one who hooked me up with the CXL course. His name is Aurel Lua. Okay. Yeah, his name is Aurel Lua. He was the one who hooked me up with the CXL course and he also is freelancing conversion optimization and is also based out here in Nigeria. So it's, it's not a it's not so easy to do because first because you're at this side of things, it's not so easy to get jobs unless you're you have to prove yourself like you should have to prove yourself times times 10 of yeah. what a, a regular person would have to do to be able to land proper jobs so yeah those are the mitigating factors and it really takes yeah. someone that's really strong to continue grinding. Yesterday's brainstorm was so good. I really liked Steph's idea of running that test on the call to action buttons. Making them orange will really make them stand out, don't you think? Yeah, right. Do you want to design real A-B test winners and achieve enormous conversion uplift? Then stop brainstorming and take a scientific approach. If you can read Dutch, follow the steps in online Influt, the bestseller on managementbook.nl. Or enroll in the author's course and become an expert in applying proven behavioral science yourself. Go to onlineinfluence.com for more information and free downloads. Well, well hopefully uh, what happened the past year uh, with th- so many uh, people uh, working from home um, and because of, uh, of the pandemic, uh, remote working got a big boost, of course. So hopefully that that enables a lot of uh, uh, people uh, in your country to to work for those companies that are now more hopefully and, and hopefully they stay more open uh, to hiring remotely because it it just works fine, right? Yeah. Uh, and especially for and I guess for for specifically for Nigeria, uh, I mean your official language is English. <laughs> that definitely helps. Uh, uh, I guess uh, you're in um, well at least for Europe you're in the same time zone. Uh, that might help. So yeah, why not? I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hope. Yeah, I hope. Not? I hope it works. But, uh, I hope it works. But it's like, if we're being honest, the the market is not so no. accommodating. So, wh- what do you think? Uh, of of course, there's there's a bit of uh, survivorship bias here. here but uh, how did? Why do you think it, it did work for you? How how did you? manage to get this um, uh, get this far and and make it work for you? It's really. I feel like I I am someone who, when I set my mind to something, it really takes probably God to stop me because I I've been burned 
like twice. I have worked for companies and I thought I would get retained and boom, like three months internships. Because there's this platform where you reach out to workers, you work free three months and probably like I I had this very good belief that I know if I work with you for three months, you would probably want me to continue working with you. So that was the mindset I always went with. I I was investing and I was using yeah. that to also get experience about the foreign market, how it works. And that way I developed myself. But then I had hopes of, oh, probably getting on and burn first, burn second. But I'm still, yeah. I'm still chasing. So did, did you start right away with uh, uh, trying to work for foreign companies? Uh, was it a strategy or just happened or no no i i while i was in university i i interned for a pr company in my 300 level i like marketing for me i started marketing as i used to sell teas yeah i used to sell teas while i was in school i i put my teas in backpack and i take it to class so i sell and that was how I was leaving through uni. And in my 200 level or 300 level, I got a job in a PR company. I was working as a, as a VJ. I was working as a VJ yeah. and, uh, and a content creator for them. So I, I, it was a PR company. So I used to take part in their brainstorming sessions. Sometimes I come up with ideas. Also, I handle social media management. So that really formed a background for me. And I am someone that's really open. I, I like to learn a lot from people. So I ask questions. Like I ask questions. I really want to know what's going on. And yeah, after that, I, in my final year, I carved the niche for the online store I was doing. I made it strictly for Made in Africa products, our brand focused. And our first product was the Durags, the Made in Africa, but it's all brand. Yeah. So um, that that was going on on the side and with the in a bid to okay yeah I got this first I got the first online course I did I got it as a scholarship also there's this guy Chris Quekoe is the owner of Slate Cube he came for a conference in our in our uni when I was in my final year and. I answered a question and it gave me and a colleague of mine a scholarship of 50,000 naira. That was how I got my first digital marketing certificate from Slate Cube. Then I did another digital marketing course from Google, Google Digital Skills for Africa. Then when I did all of that, I was stuck in this phase of I need to gain experience. But then I didn't want to subscribe to a nine to five in Nigeria because I already did that. Immediately I graduated from school. I I yeah. got I got a job with uh, a media company as a digital marketing executive. But then I just felt like that position was quite big, digital marketing executive. Like I felt like I needed to know more than because if if at that stage I had started working as a digital marketing executive, I felt like there was no there was no one to teach me more stuff. And I felt like, nah, I wasn't going to start draining myself at such age 
when I have not gained more value. So I adopted the strategy of yeah. um, building myself. And so would you would you say this this is something that's, uh, that 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 could work for way uh, more people in the uh, in the country? Would you say okay, actually it would be a really good idea uh, to have a lot of people in here? Uh, uh, teenagers that just start out. Let's 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 try to uh, get them uh, on board, get them some skills in 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 online, and um, uh, try to connect them to uh, to more international companies so they get that experience. Um, if 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 there's like a sort of system where there are young digital talents that know that they can, even while learning, while learning, they can probably make a token, because. Definitely, while learning, you give them projects that are actual projects that they work on. So they know that you're gaining something yeah. at least, and it's a value to like the body that's organizing it. You get me? So if they know that, okay, while during the learning phase, they can gain something and they learn, and yeah, they have to like, when they start getting jobs, the platform probably gets a gets a percentage of their income and that's how the platform makes their money but then it's connecting them with international clients and we've already gone through the process of vetting the talents and the online and training them for the skill that we want them to deliver i feel like it's gonna be a very great strategy to come to like it's something that amongst the young people if once once they can asserting that this thing is legit Nigerians are one of the most smart people because I missed every like we still keep on moving on like you can't you can't stop you can't stop that Nigerian spirit you can't <laughs> good hey so, so what are my, my final questions for you what what would be um, what is the skill that you think you you now have uh, acquired with with doing all these courses and and the work that you've done? Um, what kind of advice would you uh, give to people starting out in uh, in CRO? CRO or growing or in growth or in growth marketing <laughs> for for entrepreneurs or growth marketers? Uh, yeah, the people like you, growth marketers. Okay, growth marketers. I, I would say for someone just starting out, do not do not overload yourself. Like, don't think you can learn every part of growth marketing at once. You'll be, you'll be shitting on yourself. You have to take it bit by bit, digest it, learn a particular part for a while, know that you're good at that, pick other parts, but, and you have to be really consistent with working. And which is why I always reach out for jobs. I always reach out because I never want to be idle. I always want to be caught working on something. Because that way you yeah. get better, that way you get better, that way you get better. So always keep on working and copywriting skills are one of the best skills you want to develop. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just keep doing what you're doing and keep doing what you're doing. Good. And and so for, so what are you doing? Then What are you doing yourself in the next, uh, let's say the next year? What, what are your plans for 2021? 2021 is... Um, Focusing on developing copywriting skills, um, putting myself out there more because I I really want to make an impact for 
-hmm. like in this digital space, I I want to make an impact. I want to be seen in the next four or five years and younger people in the, this part of the country feel like they can't be that guy and they can work with anybody because I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a racist. I'm not, I feel like everybody is like, there's, I feel like I don't, I don't limit myself by stuff like that. I feel like everyone is equal. And if I have racism in my head, when I'm talking to someone else, I already I'm defeating, I'm putting myself. I don't see all of those limitations. I feel like you can work globally everyone is a global citizen it's really just your mindset if you feel like you're low then you're low if you're if you place yourself in a higher vibration then you would definitely be that guy i think that's uh that's a, a great way to end this uh this podcast that's a that's a great way to look at uh, the world i think and it was very good really nice talking so, to well, you <laughs> it was nice talking to you too no it's uh, it's very interesting um uh to meet people in the in this euro world and uh and um uh and growth marketing <laughs> um uh, around the world and, and to see that all those different different uh i mean a lot of things are, are 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 different in other parts of the world and it's really interesting to um to confront yourself with that that's 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 personally what i always like about uh traveling to other countries because we all we all have these assumptions and uh habits that we have developed because we live in in, in a certain uh country or part of a country and then you go to travel somewhere else and then you see hey uh actually what we do is either it's, it's not smart or it doesn't make sense or it, it just happened uh and 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 well one example is just that um um uh, of course, the, so, some parts of the people, uh, some parts of the world, people drive on the left side of the road, and, other, and some parts uh, they drive on the right side of the road. It's not necessarily that one is better than the other, but um, uh, that's just a, a standard that we set. But it, it can impact uh, many things. And that's same with uh, usability on, on websites. That's um, or usability that, like you, like you said, when um, uh, we we might have a lot of assumptions. Uh, that we're not even aware of. Uh, my my assumption for any business would be okay. We need a website, so it's great to talk to someone that runs a business without uh, an online business without having a website. That's amazing. It was, it's not like a website is not necessary or something, but then it is what it is. Like it's what you can manage that you will put out there for ordinary music. The website yeah. I am working on the web content this weekend already, so I'm working with the web designer. So it's really just. Most of the problem yeah. is... But it, it doesn't have to be the starting point. Yeah, that's great. exactly. Great talking to you, uh, Tawab. I hope to talk to you soon. And uh, thanks so much uh, for the interview. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me, Guido. Bye-bye. Bye. And this concludes Season 3, Episode 7 of the Zero Play Podcast with Tawab Jabbar. Make sure to check out the show notes on the Zero Play website for links to some additional information on today's topic. In the next episode, I'll be talking about Emmy Howe about the top 10 reasons your A-B test failed the QA phase. Talk to you then, and always be optimizing.